I know you talk to a lot of investors given your long-term experience in real estate. What what generally are you overcoming in, in their mindset to get to that to get to this this money ball mindset? What do, what do you typically have to explain off, if you will, to newbie investors? I think the three biggest things. Uh, the first is wanting to have that home run deal or the spreads that a lot of coaches and training programs will talk about, uh, will speak to, you know, not, um, not going after deals unless they have these much larger margins. And while it's always great to be optimistic and look for those type of things and analyze properties in that way, looking for those, a lot of times, the properties that have those kind of margins require you to either have a lot more of your own capital, um, ha- be able to move at a far quicker speed, uh, or different factors like that, that a lot of times on your first couple deals or even in your first couple years that you don't have those components in place. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, broadcasting live from our downtown Denver studios with my executive producer and main man, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's going on, Jay? Oh, man. It's uh, it's another wonderful day out here. Oh, shoot. Kind of looking at my watch now. I like the one that I have on. Um, so man, it's, you know, it's beautiful. I'm feeling good. What about you, man? Yeah. You know, can't complain, man. It's been a crazy, crazy time in the real estate investing world. And, and today's show is going to be a fun one because, you know, we are, we're going to be talking about, uh, do you see that movie Moneyball? I have seen it. You know, it's a pretty good one. I'm not a big baseball guy, but I liked it. See, now I'm a huge baseball guy, right? So the, the preference of the movie here, though, is Brad Pitt is developing this strategy where he's developing a team based on instead of other uh, factors like their fielding percentage, their running time to base, and et cetera, he picks one statistic, right? And this one statistic is getting on base. And a lot of people getting into real estate, especially when you're trying to do your first deal, are looking to get on base by doing their first initial deal. So I, I'm super excited. We're gonna, we're calling this Moneyball, the real estate edition. And to add some flair to the show, I'm honored and privileged to have our our agent, our, our team agent here, Mr. Steve Pruitt, joining us today. Steve, how you doing? Yeah. Oh my God, here he is. I am doing great, oh, and I appreciate you having me on the show here, Donnie. Excited to dive into this topic uh, with you guys more here today. Love it, man. Love it. Hey, listen, we got a lot going on. See, what, what you guys may not know about our team here, we're, we're based out of the Call of Springs and Denver markets, and the team is targeting this crazy figure of doing 50 flips this calendar year. Right here in 2020, during this huge coronavirus pandemic, 
We're trying to get 50 flips done. And I, I can tell you with absolute certainty, Steve is the retail agent side of this, is a critical part of the team, and is going to add a lot of value to this money ball discussion. So let, let's dive on in here, if you will. Steve, what, what do you think, you know, we talk about predictability. We talk about trying to find a formula that's repeatable. The, obviously, how necessary do you think that is when you're trying to do 50 flips in a year? I think it's absolutely crucial. I think a lot of times as people dive in and invest in real estate, it's you know too often looked at just from the perspective of each individual deal and trying to you know find the home run or trying to find the win every time rather than looking at the big picture of whether it be by quarter, by every six months, by every year, by 10-year goal, um, and how each piece fits into that. And so I definitely think when you go after lofty goals, you know, having a plan as to how you're going to break those down and, and uh, approach them piece by piece is, is critical. I agree with that. And I'll tell you that the key word here, I think, is predictability, right? You're trying to build a model that's got some predictability to it. When you watch these flipping shows on A&E, Flip This House, and you're getting so excited, and you see these guys flipping these houses, and they're, you know, they're building the kitchen, and it's just perfect, and they spend $20,000 on the granite countertops, and you, you have all this. It's fun, right? It's fun to watch, absolutely. But the problem is there's not much basis to being able to maintain a system that can consistently make Make you a sixty, seventy thousand dollars spread on a flip. Now your market may vary. Okay, you may be listening to this in, a, in an area where that is the norm. But our advice here, and the purpose of the show today, is to talk to you about building a predictable system based on, much like the money ball analogy we're using today, having a a baseline or get on base number that you think is feasible to do flips on, and then building your structure around that. Once you've got that built, we're going to talk a little bit later about how you can expand that and doing upper end deals. But I think the key word is predictability. Steve, in the Colorado market that we're working in right now, what do you think? I mean, obviously it varies by market, but what's a good base hit using that analogy for a flip in our market today? I, I think a good base hit in our market is something that's probably in that ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars in profit margin range, um, or something that you know has a forty to fifty thousand dollars spread between purchase price and uh, after repair value. Yep. And uh, you know, a lot of investors I think shy away from those transactions just because if there are, are unknowns that come up um, in the process, a lot of times that can eat up all of your profit uh, yep. there. And, and they're the deals that, you know, a lot of times uh, fix and flip investors will stay away from, but that are certainly more prevalent within the marketplace. Yeah. And that, that's the reality. See, the thing is when you're looking for home runs, Right. And going back to the money ball analogy, if you're looking for hitters and there's this big speech in the movie where they're, they're comparing, you know, different guys they want to bring on and recruit for the team. Like, well, this guy's got a humongous batting average. He's a home run hitter. He's going to put a lot of points on the board. Right. And, and Brad Pitt's response to that is that we're not looking to hit home runs. We're looking to consistently get on base because the team that consistently gets on base is going to be able to find their way going all the way to the World Series. OK. And we're looking for that exact 
on our team the same way. We're looking for that, as you mentioned, forty to fifty thousand dollar, really more fifty thousand dollar gross margin, but a minimum between the purchase price and the after repaired value of the property. Okay, so if you're trying to figure out what that is, you've got a couple of options. Option one would be that you could go to your agent. If you have a good retail agent on the team, like we have with Steve, and he can provide you those comps and say, here's what we're buying it at, and here's the after-repair value that we're presuming you're going to hit it at. Okay. If you don't yet have that team member, then you can also use tools like PropStream that can walk you through doing an analysis. Once again, just a quick segue, check out foreclosuredealscoach.com forward slash PropStream. 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 You can get your free seven-day trial of PropStream where you can run your own comps and find that after-repaired value. But ultimately, Steve, to your point, you're looking to find probably a $15,000, $20,000 margin, pure profit, after the property is complete. Is that right? Yes, I think that's a, a good target. It gives you some flexibility for unknowns. Um, but you know, you're going in and buying things that generally are more cosmetic rehabs, uh, not delving into some of the, the larger repairs that some of these properties need, but right. just being a little pickier on what things you're, you're planning on doing and taking into account whether those help you hit that after repair value as well. Yeah. And Steve, that was kind of going to be my question because I know you, when you were initially talking about this, you had mentioned that people stay away from those kind of deals because of the unknowns that could come from it. Like, you know, something popping up in the home and now it eats up all your profit. So basically you're saying if you're going to look, be looking for these base hits, the best thing to do is find stuff that you can get in and get out of pretty quickly, right? We'll both get in and get out of pretty quickly, but a lot of times these type of transactions are the things that you know can be found um, properties on market that haven't been selling that just need more cosmetic updating than a buyer is typically mm. willing to do or different things. And so a lot of times I think on these types of transactions, you can get more visibility going into them as to what the scope of the project is. Um, a lot of times your home run or bigger uh, margin or bigger spread deals are the things that you're buying from wholesalers or buying from a foreclosure auction or different things where there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of things you haven't been able to check out. Um, most often, to me, you can mitigate a lot of the risks on those bigger items um, in these type of deals because you're being able to acquire them in a manner where you are allowed to do some inspections. You are allowed to have some of the major components of the home checked out um, so that you can know, you know, with relative certainty that you're not walking into any of those, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar unknowns um, that pop up. You know, that's never a certainty, but there's certainly with this type of a spread, more ability to find properties that you can do that property diligence on on the front end. And that's important that you mentioned the consistency of finding those properties because when you're doing a one-off flip, which is, you know, most obviously people get into flipping, the mindset generally stops with the first one they're going to do because you're not really envisioning this becoming a full-time business in most cases. That limited that limited mindset or vision is what does a lot of people in on flipping, in my opinion, because I think if you're planning on doing one, you will probably get it done. You might be profitable, but you're definitely never going to see the ultimate 
ultimate margin you can make by having a consistent system. Now, I'm not telling everybody to quit their jobs and run out and do flipping, though I know a lot of you guys listen to the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast because you want to transfer into a full investing career. What I'm saying is, on your way up, look at this from a big picture. If you're doing a lot of flips, if you're doing a consistent amount of properties by finding bunts, singles, getting on base, making that $15,000, $20,000 profit margin, now you're building contractor relationships, right? Because you've done more than one. You're going to get better prices because you're building those relationships, right? You can have a retail agent on the team who's consistently finding you deals like we have with Steve and helping you to sell those deals because you're building a long-term relationship with your retail agent side, right? You're getting better parts prices because your carpet supplier sees you more often than once in a blue moon. Everything gets more effective when you're approaching this from a money ball angle as opposed to approaching it just just doing one deal. Does that make sense? Definitely. So you, you want to see this as big picture. When you meet first-time investors, see, people who want to get into the investing game, I know you talk to a lot of investors given your long-term experience in real estate. What what generally are you overcoming in, in their mindset to get to that, to get to this this money ball mindset? What do, what do you typically have to explain off, if you will, to newbie investors? I think the three biggest things, uh, the first is – wanting to have that home run deal or the spreads that a lot of coaches and training programs will talk about uh will speak to you know not um not going after deals unless they have these much larger margins and while it's always great to ha- be optimistic and look for those type of things and analyze properties in that way looking for those a lot of times the properties that have those kind of margins require you to either have a lot more of your own capital, um, be able to move at a far quicker speed, uh, or different factors like that, that a lot of times on your first couple deals or even in your first couple years that you don't have those components in place. And so, to me, a lot of times with investors as they get into doing fix and flips, it's a matter of being realistic about your capabilities currently, both financially and on the construction side, um, and the resources that you have available to you, and then developing a plan as to if those are not in the ideal place, how do you get there? Um, it's certainly where you know going after some things with a ten thousand dollar margin. If you need to do five of those to leverage having fifty thousand dollars of your own money to be able to support your rehab costs on a higher margin deal. A lot of times, if you don't have that $50,000, you know, doing the five lower margin deals to get you to the point that you can do that to where you even have the option to pull the trigger on the higher margin deal um, becomes crucial. Absolutely. So I think a lot of times it's, it's shifting the idealistic mindset of how you would want to do this. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, Donnie, you've been a great you know, mentor to me in that and, and can be to a lot of people. And there's a lot of great coaching programs out there that teach different mindsets on this stuff. And what I always try to encourage investors with is, you know, 
you know, explore those, find who you resonate with their thought process, but also remember that a lot of times once people are coaching on these things, that they're, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the road. And so the way they're telling you is best to do it is a lot of times the best way to go after it, but you've got to reverse engineer that at times as to how do you put yourself in the position to be able to do things in the manner in which they're doing them and look at how did they get there? You know, what did the structure look like on their first deal versus their hundredth? And that, that for is forgotten a lot of times for any of us, when we go learn something and we want to do it exactly the way the mentor or the trainer is telling us to do it, um, as to, you know, what are those building blocks or stepping stones, um, along the way that can set you up to actually do things in that manner. Yeah. And I love that. I think, you know, and I can almost hear you. You're not telling the story, but I think it's fascinating how many investors you and I have both encountered where they want to come in and lowball the property because they're trying to create that margin that the coaching program taught them. Does it make sense in a market as crazy as it is right now, Steve, to come in $30,000, dollars below asking price? I mean, I know the answer, but it just, just tell people at this point, does it make sense a retail agent to be writing offers that are significantly below asking price when things are this hot? Short answer is no, but it really that goes back to the expectations that you have and how many of those that you're going to write. Um, and again, you know, if if the market is showing you that there's the occasional deal that you can get at thirty percent off, that's great. But you know, in our market right now, if we are buying something at you know five to ten thousand off, or you know one to two percent off of the purchase price, it's a win in terms of not you know getting in a bidding war. And so you know. I think being realistic about what can happen, especially with on-market deals and pushing that as far as you can. But again, if if you are idealistic about I'm only doing things at a certain margin and you don't make a business decision on each individual house when you put that out there and get that response back, I think you can limit your opportunities in what you have to go after and invest in. And while every one of those offers you put out, the response that comes back may not hit that ideal margin that you want. I just always would encourage people to look at it and say, based on everything else that you've got in the pipeline and that you're working on right now, does it make sense to go after that? And that can shift day to day that can shift week to week or month to month as to whether or not that lower margin deal makes sense. And you've got to, you know, be able to look at current situation as well as your long-term goal for the year to balance that. And to me, that's what too often doesn't get evaluated on a per property basis. uh, If there's only an idealistic mentality that we have to have this number and only this number on every single transaction. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can 
can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Absolutely, because it's a moving target, you know, and and the uh, it's fascinating because going back to the Moneyball thing, when they're arguing about Brad Pitt's strategy versus the conventional baseball recruiting strategy that had been employed for years, they have this salary cap they got to compete with, right? They want these all-star guys. He's got a great fielding average, an incredible batting average. He's a jack of all trades, and and Brad's going. He's too expensive. He's going to take up too much of the the salary cap that we have available. I'd rather get this guy. And of course, their retort. Well, he's got a bit of a partying problem and et cetera. He goes, yes, but he gets on base often, you know, and he gets on base often enough that he's going to be the better match for the team. The same kind of thing applies to real estate here. You have to pick the next property that you're doing based on your economic capabilities at that moment. And we are constantly, as a team, meeting and altering our course on which property we are going to buy based on resources available for construction, based on you know market trends in the area that we're looking in, and perhaps most importantly, based on the financial capabilities of what we have at the moment. And I and kudos to you for mentioning that that part, Steve, where you're talking about how you know you want to do a couple of light deals so you can build that capital resources, and that allows you to transition into more upper end deals. But if you're just getting started, you're just getting started into real estate investing right now. Your primary focus should be just getting on base, just doing your first deal. I remember my first deal, and it was the most liberating experience of my life. I'll refer you back to the original first episode of the, the, the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast where I go into details, but I got to tell you that $17,846 check was the most life-changing event financially for me since ever, right? And if you can find yourself in a perspective of you just want to do a deal and just get on base, from there you can build a very predictable system that in the case of the money ball analogy can take you to the World Series or wherever it is you're trying to get with your real estate investing career. You know, but you have to have that mindset of you're not going to hit home run on your first deal. I know the uh, the shows tell you otherwise. I know you're watching, you know, the, the the flip this house show and you know love it or list it show, and it seems so easy and profitable. Listen, this is a tough thing. It requires a very dedicated team of experts, and if you're pursuing excellence, your first step in pursuing excellence is being willing willing to do just a basic get on base deal, so you can start establishing that baseline. Steve, what what do you think right now? The market's obviously in an, a major influx uh, with the coronavirus and interest rates and everything. What's the future for the investor? Do you think margins are going to increase or decrease uh, relative to what they have been based on the current crisis? Obviously, I mean, I think that a lot of that depends on the market in which you're in. I think we are going to see some markets in the country that you know will be heavier hit in terms of home values and different things. And I would encourage you to really delve into that stuff, whether it's, 
you know, with a, an agent you trust in your area, whether it's researching those statistics yourself, you know, you've got to learn and understand your market. Uh, too often people, especially when it comes to investing in real estate, speak too much to generalities that apply to the nation or to a state as a whole or an individual market and then try to attribute it to everything else. So right. I think you have to be realistic about, you know, what are the conditions in your market? Um, for example, in the markets that, you know, we're playing in, there's a severe lack of inventory uh, that is perpetuating, you know, uh, extreme demand for housing, which is creating almost an artificial, um, you know, demand for things regardless of condition, uh, whereas other markets in the country where there's not that lack of supply, you know, you might have to do a lot more to a house to get it to move. And, you know, there might be bigger margins or bigger drops in pricing or different things. And so I think too often uh, when people start into real estate investing, they just, again, they go, going back to the, the term idealistic, they want to be idealistic about the market of, you know, I want this much off of a house. I want this margin. You know, I, I would try to encourage you to not be idealistic in any of those things, but actually force Such yourself to learn why um, things operate the way they are. What are those conditions within your given market? And, you know, then how do those impact? Um, I think the country as a whole, you know, real estate's been fairly healthy. There may be some impacts from, you know, Corona and areas that have higher amounts of job loss or companies shutting down. But in general, our real estate values across the country have been going up over the last couple years. And most people, even if they had to sell their house because they can't afford to make payments anymore and different things, uh, may not be in a distressed state. Now, they might be, or at least not a distressed state, similar to what they were in in 2008 to 2011 um, in this country, but a state where they may be willing to negotiate more on pricing and different things. So I think you've got to delve in and really learn that stuff well for your market. And you can't be idealistic and just say, well, you know, this guru or that guru that I listened to are telling me that this is the, the state of the market because that stuff is so um, location specific that you have to be able to take and adapt the thought process and the mentalities behind any teachings you're listening to and then analyze, does that imply to my market in that same way or, or how do I need to tweak that? Absolutely. And, and I think a big two, two points taken out of that, that I really appreciate what you mentioned is you really have to learn your market. Okay. And there, there's two ways to learn your market. One of those is good old tried and true practice. You know, you, you do a couple of deals, you do your analysis, prop stream comes into play on that. You shouldn't be solely reliant on your real estate agent. If you're an investor to do that analysis and understand, but as you are hiring a real estate agent, you're partnering with a real estate agent to help you with your investing career. You really want somebody who's been doing this for quite some time you know steve you've been in the game for how long again steve uh 15 years as of two days ago 
Love it, man. Congratulations on that. Here's the thing. Over 15 years, you've seen a couple market cycle trends. You've seen some ups and some downs, and you've got a feel for it. The reality is the average agent in the business right now has been licensed for three to five years. Right, They haven't seen any transitional points. So when you're out there, understand there's a drastic difference between a normal retail agent who got into the business to sell pretty homes with white picket fences to owner-occupant buyers, and there's nothing wrong with those agents. We need those retail agents. The market is driven largely by retail. But there's a huge gap between that and what Steve does, not exclusively, but largely in where he serves investors, people who are looking to buy a house below market and are expecting to make a profit when they sell it at market. And you want to know right away when you're working with an agent, please, please, please don't just pick the agent du jour or get somebody off of Zillow. Do some homework as to somebody who has worked with investors in the past and understands the difference between an investor purchase and a retail purchase. If you're going to play money ball as it relates to real estate, you need somebody who can do the trend analysis, who has seen hopefully one or two market cycles in their day and understand which direction the market is trending right now. My, my best advice, if you're, if you're going to get into this, you absolutely need an agent on your team. There's no doubt about that. But I will tell you, the agent that you get will make or break your success in this career. And one of the huge benefits of having Steve in my career is that he's got experience, not only in the market overall, but in investing specifically. You know, And, and that experience is going to pay tons of dividends to you as an investor trying to do your first couple of deals and get into this to a large scale. We, we promised we would talk about the, the benefits long-term on this thing um, of when you get to the point where you want to do an upper-end deal and you got some funding. Steve, uh, we've got a few minutes left. How does this change as it relates to the luxury market? You know, I mean, do, do, are the numbers drop? Obviously, now you are looking for a home run. What do you think a good... Uh, what's a luxury market priced house in our market and what kind of spread should I expect if I'm doing an upper end property? So in our markets in Denver and Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs, uh, luxury really starts in the seven to seven fifty range in Denver, more that million to million one, um, price point. And really at, at those prices, you know, to me, you're looking more for things that, you know, have the $100,000 plus spread on the, on the front end and more of the, you know, $50,000 plus uh, margin as far as a profit margin on, on the back end. Sure. And I think, you know, dependent on what the luxury market looks like in your area, again, this goes back to knowing and understanding your market. The markets in that you play in for most uh, flip properties, which like for us here is more that two hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollar range, that market operates drastically differently than our higher end market. Um, you know the limited supply of homes that is present in our you know normal market that we're flipping in um, isn't the case in the luxury market, right? Uh, and so, uh, again, it's delving into and understanding the specifics of that and, you know, where are those motivations and, you know, knowing, again, being realistic about 
uh, you know, what capital you need, what are your holding times and, and everything. And again, just not taking that with a grain of salt as to what those are or assuming that that will operate different you know, in different price points, um, even from expectations of the buyers. Obviously, you can assume that people, when they're spending more money, are going to have higher expectations. But you know, sometimes not, or determining with what's selling in your market, what are those expectations going to be? Um, right. You know, different parts of different cities go through you know huge periods of renovation to where you know one year you may get away with the cosmetic rehab the the next year everything they're looking at has hit that age range where the furnace and acs and hot water heaters and boilers and all that have all been replaced in all these houses now and you know those things can make a drastic impact on you know what money you're spending into these homes um, and, and what you're taking back out of them so Absolutely. again you know my biggest encouragement to somebody always is you know the more you dive into and and learn these things and don't just expect that, you know, you can do this as a, you know, side gig part-time thing, you know, while that is possible at times, you know, and, and the more you want it to be that, the more you need the different team members in place to help bring that information to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, we're, we're getting to the end of time here, Steve, real quick. Uh, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, if you could give them a, a number to get in touch, if you're looking to get an agent uh, in the investor space, in the Colorado Springs or Denver marketplaces, how can they reach out to you, Steve? Uh, best uh, place to reach me is on cell phone, uh, call or text uh, 719-439-0241. And your website, if they want to pay you a visit? Uh, it's Pruitt Group, uh, CO for Colorado.com. That's P R E W I T T Group, CO.com. Yeah, listen, if you're looking for an investment focus agent, obviously I can confidently recommend Steve. He's been wonderful for us. But guys, the point is, and the, the purpose of the show is we're, we're playing money ball here, right? You're, you're looking to, baseball is a sport, but it's also. It's also a very profitable enterprise when it's running, which it's not currently due to coronavirus. Don't get me started. But the it, it's a profitable enterprise. This is purely a business, right? The flipping business, as much as they make it look like a fun thing on the show, as a foreclosure deals coach listener, we're here to help you adapt and create a business that can be predictable and provide an income to you for years and years to come. Not a, I saw this flipping show, I did one flip, I made a couple bucks, or I lost a couple bucks, which happens way more often than you think, but rather having a predictable system where you know you can get on base consistently, allowing you to get the capital and know-how and contractor resources to expand into those home run deals. Okay, Don't step on the field thinking you're going to knock it out of the park. That's where a lot of people get in trouble. They bite off more than they can chew. They take a deal that they can't possibly get done financially, nor do they have the skill set to do it. And we see it all the time, don't we, Steve, where people come in who are just in a lot of trouble and we got to try to bail them out because they took on more projects than they could. I mean, that's happened to us, right? Yeah, we've certainly seen that. And, you know, again, learning your market, doing your research and and just being realistic about your capabilities. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do the simpler thing that you have an understanding for to start out with and you'll continue to learn and grow. But, Absolutely. you know, too, too often, you know, 
and that's prevalent throughout our, our culture, you know, having realistic expectations of yourself and what these will produce, uh, the more realistic you are, the longer I believe that you're going to be in a position to do this and actually have it make an impact on your life. Absolutely. Hey, we'll, we'll wrap up with that, guys. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. Listen, Steve, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you. Having thank you. We, we really enjoyed having you on today again. Absolutely. Man. We'll have you back here soon. Guys, listen, how do you get started? Well, you head on out to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Facebook group. You start there. Join up with the group. Get part of the dialogue. Keep listening to the show. Share this with your buddies. And if you could do a favor, we get a lot of great feedback. People are always telling us how great the show is. A huge ask. If you would just hop online at your podcast or you know iTunes, wherever you listen to the show, and leave a quick review for the show if you like what we're doing here. We certainly want to be a part of your growth, helping you to play money ball and be successful in real estate. But until next time, just remember when you're out there, don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.